Hey everyone, this is your host, Javier and Daniel, and you're listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We're just two brown best amigos talking about everything and anything through a Latino and indigenous perspective. In this podcast, expect some tears, joy, and definitely laughter. Imagine sitting around a table with your best friends but sober, or you can have a drink too because we don't judge. Well... All right, everyone, welcome to the Brown Sound. Can you believe we've made this many episodes so far? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, and actually, let's just you know let's just jump into a thing because today's a today's a big deal for us. Today yes. we have our very first guest of the season, and um, he's he's a pretty big deal, if I may say so myself. <laughs> so I'm nah, pretty nah, happy nah. we were able to to ask him to be on here, but. Um, before we introduce him, because you've kind of already heard that he's here, uh, let's go ahead and do our Brown Sound Person Spotlight. Uh, Daniel, you ready? Yeah, so uh, my my shout out this week goes out to Tony Enos. She is a uh, local fellow tribal member, and she's always been cool, but she's been a pretty big uh, Brown Sound supporter. She shares a lot of our stuff to her, like social media and things like that. And uh, I ran into her last weekend at the local watering hole in Lapway, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she was giving give, giving us props, so shout out to Tony. Thanks for listening. Yeah, and for me, I would like to shout out my coworker. Her name is Silali Escamilla, and one of the cool things about Silali is she just makes work really fun. She's one of the people who like goes above and beyond in supporting students, faculty, staff. We're always cracking up at work, um, which makes work more fun. And the cool thing about Silali too is not only is she an awesome coworker, she is also a listener of the brand. So another added bonus to uh, the type of person she is. And so Silali, I just want to say thanks for making work um, incredibly fun. Thanks for being such a great sport and uplifting and um, engaging with our communities. And uh, thank you for being you. This the shout outs for you. So without further ado, can I get a little drum roll here? <laughs> yeah, so we, I would like to introduce uh, Jorge Carriega, who is also known as Sleepy. Um, Sleepy, I, I or, actually, do you prefer that we call you George or Sleepy? What do you call me Sleepy? Okay, sleepy, sleepy. Yeah, sleepy. So, um, sleepy. I met back in I want to say like 2009. Uh, is when we met like through social media. Um, I think I actually met you for the first time in Las Vegas at one of our mm-hmm. fraternity conferences. So actually, that's how we know each other. Yeah, man. It's been um, a while. Long it's time. been a while, yeah. And I remember you promised you're gonna come to Idaho. But you just <laughs> never made it. Oh man, <laughs> bro. Like I've been trying to go to Idaho since. Like first of all, like when when I found out there was brothers in Idaho. Like well, there was Latino. I didn't know there was Latinos in Idaho until we crossed. <laughs> actually, the, when the LTA chapter crossed, I was like, oh man, there's, there's Latinos in Idaho. Because all I thought about Idaho, what I knew about was Napoleon Dynamite. You know, like it's, you know, so it's, you know, so though, so I knew your, your founders, Victor and Junior. So, and I knew the interest. So for a minute, they were like, yo, let's bring Sleepy to Idaho. And I, I think they even started like a GoFundMe. And I don't even think, I don't even think, I don't even think GoFundMe like existed back then. I don't even remember. And I'm like, nah, bro, don't do that, bro. Don't raise money to send me to Idaho. Because yeah. for some reason, like it's, it's cost so much money to fly into Idaho because it's not a hub, you know, like, yeah. and they're telling me, you're telling me I got to fly into another state to go into, into this state. <laughs> I was like, damn. I was like, <laughs> you 
know what? Uh, I mean, before we jump any further, we actually did have a fraternity brother from Texas who wanted to come out and visit us. And he uh, flew into Portland so that he could come Ooh. see us. So <laughs> that so the Junior, we talked about Junior before on the show. Junior and I took a road trip. It was like seven hours into Portland <laughs> to grab him and bring him back to Idaho. So, I mean, if you really needed us to, I guess we could. Um, this brother was just particular, like, he was just excited to come out. And he was like, yeah, I really want to come out there. But he thought Portland was close to Idaho. Oh, man. So uh, I get it. People don't know where we're at. People think that we're uh, Iowa sometimes. So we, they think we're in the Midwest. <laughs> That's something we get all the time. Oh, well, you're nicer than me, man. You know, like, my cousins know, like, if you come visit us, if you go to New York Airport, you better Uber. Because we're not <laughs> we're not driving across the state. Because, like, oh, it, it's cheaper. It's cheaper. No, it's not. I got to pay the, the Lincoln Tunnel toll. Then I got to pay the Midtown and going back and gas and and the headache of New York traffic. I was like, I'm good. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Well, and we don't have that here. <laughs> the only the only traffic jam I get is either like some cows in the road or maybe some tractors. Oh, like, you get some tractors in front of you. Yeah, that's the way it's very Yeah, so I mean, I, I do want to say it though before you start talking that, you know, Sleepy is well known across uh, our fraternity. So we're actually Chica in the present of like a lambda idol here uh everybody who's anybody knows who look at him he's all shucks but you know it's true people know who he is and uh yeah i did i just feel like you do good outreach like you're really good about communicating with people and like reaching out and something that i need to work on but uh yeah so chicks we are in the presence of a lambda idol um but <laughs> sleepy would you yeah would you mind sharing a little bit on yourself with us no definitely um so my name is jorge cariga everybody calls me sleepy as a matter of fact nobody calls me by Horhex at my job now even my mom calls me Jorge because um my nickname is Koki because my father grand my father's nickname is Coco because he's Jorge also but so since I'm junior they call me Koki so like it's sometimes it's weird when people call me by my real name like I'm like I'm so used to people calling me sleepy or something else I'm like oh yeah that's my name <laughs> so like it's so it's so I was born in West New York New Jersey and yes, it's it sounds like it's New York, but it's in New Jersey. My town actually faces New York City. I, I could I could see New York City from my window pretty much. Cool. So like I know, yeah, like I'm half Peruvian, half Argentinian. Like my parents met here in, in my town. You know, they came here in their teens, and um, I got one sim one sibling who's three years younger than me, but he's my older looking younger brother because he's taller <laughs> than me, and sometimes he's a little sometimes a little bit more mature than I am. So, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. And um, yeah, man, I, I went to school, uh, Ferry Dickinson University in Madison, New Jersey. I got a bachelor's in psychology and mm -hmm. I got my master's in uh, school counseling at St. Peter's University. You know, like many first generation, you know, like, you know, I didn't know what the hell I want to do with my life. Even when I graduated, I was still scared. You know, like I was, it took me like, it took me five years to go back to grad school and then another five years to find, find another two to three years to land a job I wanted. Nice. But, um, but right now I'm currently, um, well, my technical title is Senior Student Development Specialist for the EOF program, which is the Education Opportunity Fund, which is just similar to TRIO, you know, yeah. but it was it started in New Jersey and, you know, and um, we basically help students that come from low income um, backgrounds, you know, in disadvantaged and 
help them get into college. We help them financially, but more importantly, we help them academically. We give them support. You know, like so. Yeah, I love my job because it's it's like you said. Like I'm very active with the fraternity, so I'm always mentoring younger brothers. So it's me. I'm it's like I'm doing the same thing, but I'm getting paid for it. You yeah. know, like so. So it doesn't feel like work. You know, so you know, we we talked about that too, and how like we feel so fulfilled and being able to help our communities, and that like what we do does definitely does not feel like like work. It's fun and it's like mm-hmm. exciting to kind of just connect every day with like new students to help out that's amazing thank you so much for sharing that yeah definitely yeah um daniel what are we getting into today so i guess uh to kind of well i guess it's it's not too um kind of a deep i guess conversation coming up uh today's topics you know we want to talk about death and grief and how we deal with you know death in our cultures i know with my own we have our own certain you know special ceremonies and and way we look at death and so uh, i feel like that's an important topic to talk about and so yeah 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 it's it's really it's really tough (laughs) yeah man it's 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 actually taboo some people don't like talking about it you know they're like oh no we can't talk about that it's bad luck can't can't talk about that right but yeah to begin um have any of y'all had any major deaths in your family yet um well in 2016 actually um from 2016 to 2017 i lost all four of my grandparents you know like so in 2016 actually yesterday was like the anniversary of of my my mate uh my patriarchal grandma she was like the glue of the family like everybody went to her house you know you guys were talking about food you know your past podcast mm-hmm. she was the one you go to her house you better expect a plate you know like it's <laughs> and you can't leave there until you finish that plate so you know she pretty much was the glue so when she passed like Everybody came. My family from Florida, North Carolina, Peru, they all came because she was like such a big, um, you know, like she was a key to my family. And then because they all four of my grandparents started getting like dementia and Alzheimer's. So it was tough, you know, like especially, you know, like both sets of grandparents helped raise me. Like one half of the school year, I would be with one set and the other half, it would be her, their turn. We would go there after school, you know, like so, yeah. you know, that hit me really hard, even though I tried as much, you know, to hold it in but yeah. but the following year you know it was just like one by one she went and then my grandma went and which was crazy when she went because she smoked all her life and then because of dementia she forgot that she smoked she stopped smoking yeah. so like and and then she passed away and then and then my other my paternal grandfather lost and then the last one was my my matriarchal grandfather so like it got to the point where i was already used to death i'm like bro like i'm not even crying anymore you know, yeah. it was like it's but, like you get numb a little bit, right? Yeah, that, that's what it was, yo. And I, I didn't like how I was feeling, you know. Like I really had to go seek therapy because of that, because that affected me and that affected my, you know, my, my relationship with other people. You know, like like my ex girlfriend and stuff like that. Like it's like you can't, you know, it's like you can't function and help other people or or even like be in a relationship. Like I, you know, I can't give you the love if I'm feeling nothing. Yeah. You know, like it's it's crazy. Like, yeah, I, I'm really happy that you touched on like seeking like help because that's actually one of the topics that we want to like explore a little bit further mental health, especially in men, because I know that can yeah. be a little bit hard. But um, if I if I could share, um, I the first major death in our family came through an aunt. Um, and I remember I was still in college and, you know, I can't even fathom like like what that was for my cousins, because 
I know like like some of the things you just described, Sleepy, like there's like a lot of emotions that you just you just don't know. And one of the things about this particular aunt was she was someone that did a lot of like things for me growing up that I remembered, um, like even just from making food or like having me over or letting me, you know, we do sleepovers with my cousins. She was just very thoughtful and very like kind. And for me, like when I heard about it, I just remember like I was numb and then I was like driving around I remember in college like maybe a couple days later and there was no one with me but I just like started bawling in the car because <laughs> it just kind of hit me I guess at that point when I started to think about it um and so that you know that was an experience um and and definitely sad and I didn't know how to like really cope but um one of the more recent deaths that my family had and Sleepy you said you, you just had an anniversary for one of your grandparents deaths mm-hmm. um my grandpa passed away about two years ago mm-hmm. on Um, February 17th and that was pretty big because even just a few years before that my grandparents got to celebrate their 50th anniversary Um, and we all flew down to Mexico for that to be over there with them Um, but that was another hard one too and I remember um, my family obviously flew out as soon as he passed a couple days later they had an open casket um, and I remember seeing him and it literally just looked like he was sleeping you know like mm-hmm. um i don't know if people mm-hmm. talk about that when they see their their loved one that has passed away and you see them there like just kind of being peaceful um and we'll talk about like some of the experiences with that here in a second um mm-hmm. but that was like that was that was huge and that was big and that was like something that like brings your family close um and and to be there together but not f- not necessarily for the best reason. Um, yeah. What about you, Daniel? Uh, yeah, I feel I feel like for me, um, death is something that my family knows all too well. Our families growing up are always super close. So like my uh, started out very young. When I was young, I lost like two of my very first cousins, like my mom's sister's kids. I lost two two cousins of them. And then when I graduated in 2011 from high school, I lost three cousins that year that were also I grew up with and then um let's see in the last I guess like the last major death I mean I've lost like other family members and stuff but people that I wasn't like super close with but I guess the biggest one would be my grandpa um he was like like you said the glue that kept our family together he was the one that like we always came together to do things with and uh just to you know had family events but since he passed it's been a little bit different like obviously things always change when like the major like the you know the glue that holds the family together if they're gone and so things change but um yeah i definitely feel like death and especially living on the res like there's a saying that you say we go to way more funerals than we do celebrations like we don't go, there's not a lot of graduations or weddings or stuff like we definitely um experienced death at a very young age uh, to a lot of things on the res so um i feel like death to me is something that i'm kind of like just used to it's kind of a weird mm-hmm. thing to be used to but it's like it's just i've become so i don't know i guess just content with it yeah, yeah. Nah, i definitely get you like i like, honestly like i even sometimes like like, sometimes I have a guilty feeling because I started thinking, damn, like, you know, what, why didn't I go visit them more when I was in college? You know, when you're in college, you know, you got your life. So, and I'm thinking, damn, bro, I should have go visit them more. I should have spent more time. You, I'm sure everybody has those guilty feelings. Like, I wish I had more time to say what I wanted to say or spend more time because you don't, you never know, you know, like, right. but at the same time, though, they know they love, you know, you love them, but, and they know you got your life, but you have that own guilty feeling that you have of yourself. Like, damn, yeah. bro, like, I should have, I should have went, when I went home, I should have just stopped by, you know, like, it's, right. yeah. Or done like or I always remember too like if like my even now as an adult like if my siblings ask me for a favor even you know my parents and I think it's like a dumb little favor and I'm like man that's such an inconvenience for me mm-hmm. but 
then mm-hmm. I think like, well, if they're gone, like, wouldn't you have wished that you did something? For, you know, so I think I don't know why, but recently, like just my mortality and like passing, I don't know why it's like more at the forefront of like everything that I think about is, I mean, I'm not obviously thinking about death all the time, but mm-hmm. I am thinking like spend more time with your siblings, spend more time yeah. with your family, like tell Daniel and I were sleeping Daniel and I were talking about last episode, like we need to tell your friends you love them more. <laughs> we're like, yeah. you know that it's kind of hard to yeah, do, definitely. but you need to tell people that you love that you love them because this life is short it's like yeah. you don't yeah so yeah man, before man. the episode's over i expect and i love you from you <laughs> <laughs> you got to, go on. I, I got i got this this brother from alpha from ngcu alpha pi he always randomly texts me yo i love you oh. <laughs> like, I, like I'd, be, I'd be out of nowhere he's like yeah i love you too man like it's always like random it could be like two weeks a month three months he's like yo i love you and i was like i love no, you too uh, man. take notes <laughs> yeah let me uh-huh. make sure I'll, I'll text right now after this is done uh, hillary yeah. Sarah, juan Chirito. There you <laughs> go. Go. Uh, i mean if you got an android you, you could schedule schedule a send right schedule a text yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, but, but, but don't tell Javi that because he's gonna be like, it's it's not genuine you schedule it's not sincere <laughs> yeah <laughs> these fingers the move <laughs> that sounds weird <laughs> yeah. um so with that though um let's talk a little bit about like how how because we all come from like different backgrounds we have different perspectives how does how does your culture play into like how you put a loved one to rest like is there certain like cultural aspects tied to to it or like what what has happened at some of the you know funerals you have been to i mean i know for us like it's like like just my family or you're just any 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 type of funerals i mean yeah just just whatever you've experienced oh. or like uh, I mean, for us, I know it's always like it's the, the family funerals I've been to, of course, you know, it's I feel like it's always just like mourning and morbid, everybody sad, you yeah. know, like, and, and one thing I promise myself that whenever I go, I don't want my funeral to be like that. You know, I want people to celebrate my life, not mourn my death, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, ho- you know, hopefully, you know, I die as an old man, you know, in my full life. But like, I even always joke that I want, I want my funeral to be a roast. I want people to have the, like, to, to rip me on my last day, you know, like, so, <laughs> you know, and. I don't care. I give a prize to the best one. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I want them up there, like, laughing, but I don't care if you want to cry, cry. Go ahead. But, like, just rip me, you know, like, because yeah. it's, it's, I don't know, like, I don't want, like, I actually, uh, a couple of weeks ago, a brother passed away of lung cancer, stage four lung cancer. Like, he oh, lost his battle. And when I went to his funeral, the moment I got up there, I started hearing Puff Daddy, I'll be missing you. I was like, what the hell? I was like, so when I went in there, there was, it was like a celebration, but it was so loud. Yeah. Like, his biker club was there. He had pictures and videos there. And I'm like, bro, I want my funerals to be like this, but it's gonna be a roast. <laughs> so I told all my people, like, yo, you better, start you know writing down your your best you know like <laughs> knocks and cuts at me because uh, i'm gonna be hearing it from above <laughs> you know, like so yeah. you uh you should uh you should invite brown sound to be there because we're good at that <laughs> <laughs> like reporting live from the <laughs> <laughs> from sleepy's funeral first episode here live oh funeral. he's yeah, like episode 644 like <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny <laughs> i think yeah i definitely agree with i think um when i when my whenever i go you know i would rather have it be a celebration but i think too in, in my culture personally we do have um there's 
certain ceremonies, obviously with cultural sensitivity, I can't share a lot of it, but uh, there are certain things that go into sending your loved one off into, you know, um, the the spiritual world. But I know um, for us, like with my, like what what I've experienced, because I have, so some of my family is like very religious and then the other half is like traditional, like believe in like our our Nespers ways. And so um, obviously with religion, it's a little bit different than what we used to, but with our, with like our traditional ways there's certain ways you got to go they have certain ceremonies for things and um but it is always like a celebration of life more so you kind of whenever it's like they have a time where people come up and talk and and usually for that it's always like funny stories or crazy you know but um yeah i I definitely agree i think that funerals could be there's some of them are really really sad and then but there's been ones where i've been to where it's like i shouldn't be laughing at a funeral but like all the stories (laughs) and all the like memories and stuff and i always think that if when if when I go, I'd rather have my services be a celebration. Everyone's gonna do like a shot of tequila or something, you know. Like we're gonna, I don't know, shambong something, you know. Like, we're gonna have a celebration, I think. And um, yeah, I think it's important to, to share the good. Just light them up on the coffin, like yeah, go ahead, just yes. take a shot. <laughs> just well, keep for you, coming well, for me. Yeah, just <laughs> just holding it while I'm in there. <laughs> so I. I I wanted to share um, the experience I had with my grandpa. So my grandma is Catholic, and so I we had a traditional Catholic uh, service for my grandpa. So here's what happened. My grandpa passed away on the 17th, and we couldn't get down until like two days basically after. Um, and so for customs kind of like in that area, and I can't speak specifically to how, like how Catholics do it because I, I'm, I haven't been really brought up in the culture, so I'm not sure, but I can tell you what I like saw. And so we get there, my grandpa had an open casket viewing, and typically there's like a novenario where like in the even you know people will pray basically for like nine days um for my for my grandpa and so that was kind of going on when we got into into my grandma's house and so there's like random people there and everybody comes and pays respects so it was a little like gloomy and sad and you know um we get there and that's kind of like what we're dealing with so we're just checking on my grandma how's my grandma she okay which you know what's going on with her and my grandma's all in the kitchen making like coffee and she bought bread and she's giving it to all the people that are there so i think that's part of the custom maybe mm-hmm. that you need to like give your guests some food or something for coming um so then that that was that and then the next morning um is like when we had scheduled to have my my grandpa's um, um burial so what happened was we we got up the the hearse showed up they they got there in, in the car they loaded up my the casket um and then the all the group of us that were there we walked slowly behind the the hearse so they took him from like my grandma's house through the whole town basically to the church which is in the middle of the town and then we had a service so it was like a traditional catholic service and um i'm not familiar with what this is called but through the service um is anyone catholic here no no i mean no, okay. i mean i grew up catholic but i don't Okay, you know, okay. So we, yeah, so then his, his casket was put up by, like, the podium where the priest was, like, saying, giving the sermon. And then every couple of, um, you know, every, like, couple minutes or something, people would get up and they would stand at the four corners of the casket. So that was new for me. I, I don't know. That probably had some significance, but that, that to me, I, I wasn't sure what that was. And so I participated. And then after the service was done, then we took my grandpa to the 
to the cemetery. And I don't know how it is for everybody, like, where they're at, but my grandpa had already paid for and set aside, like, his burial spot there in, in their town. Mm-hmm. And um, if you've seen, I'm, I'm going to say this for the non-viewer, the, non, the listeners that are not of the culture, if you've seen that movie Coco, where, like, you go to the cemetery and the, there's these, like, mausoleums or these, like, tiny houses, you know, like, people go all out to deck out their, like... Mm-hmm burial place and that's kind of what it was in that pantheon where um like like everything looks like nice and people have their plot of lands already set aside for their family members to lay them to rest that's what it was so we get there we lay my grandpa to rest you say your last goodbyes kind of because it's the last time you will see him um and um so that was kind of like that was a deep thing because that's like you know that's you're processing like you're never gonna see your loved one again and so i remember like when that happened and he was covered like everybody kind of lost it like we were we were really sad um and this is this is where like what you guys are saying kind of hits into place where you want to be celebrated so after we put him to rest and after we all kind of had a moment we came together as a family um then we then the drinks came out so then there was like (laughs) my grandpa's favorite liquor my grandpa's favorite beer my brother hired a like a like a you know like a like a band um so then they came and he had them play all his favorite songs so we were literally having a really good time at the cemetery near my grandpa's plot um just like telling jokes and laughing and like crying at some parts when we remember like he was gone um and we just stayed there till basically like you know most of the night and i was here thinking like is it disrespectful we're like sitting on other people's like graves to fear is it disrespectful disrespectful we're being like loud is it disrespectful that you know we're just having this grand time at the cemetery um but what i could say about this was it it didn't feel like it It felt like we were just there honoring my grandpa's like memory Mm -hmm. we were there like celebrating enjoying the things that he liked his songs his his drinks his food his and it was all there at the cemetery and then we kind of just left at the end of the night Uh, we cleaned up because you you don't want to be disrespectful leaving like trash Mm -hmm. or anything there but it really was kind of like what you both are explaining or saying Mm -hmm. like how you would like your your kind of like final resting day to be it's like yeah like we had a grand grand time just like being together as a family but also like remembering him mm-hmm. and that was something i had never ever experienced anywhere before like it was it was it was a it was a bad situation but a good experience i guess yeah, yeah. no definitely i remember when um, one of my chapter buzz when his mom died you know until that day all i thought all i seen was funeral was like you know it's sad you know everybody it's quiet in there yeah you know he's talking but then i went to his mom's funeral and it was a huge church because he's half black half puerto rican but he's mostly so his most of his black family was there and it was like because i know for and a lot of like they get Baptist or got uh churches they do like the celebration of life their funerals was huge it was nothing but singing gospel choirs all that stuff and i was like me and my child the brother like the other child was like what the hell like (laughs) that was was the first time we you know we experienced that we're like oh okay and like yeah like this is how you know funerals are here it's how we do it and you know and everybody was just like singing like you know it's like they were happy but they were sad at the same time you know but they were still Mm -hmm. Celebrating yeah, life. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I don't know. I was of the mindset that that's not how you did it. Cause like mm-hmm. in any of the, I've been to like just not a, not uh, probably a handful of funerals here in the U.S. And the situation really is like you're at a funeral funeral home. It looks like it looks pretty like sto- like the decorations are pretty like plain, pretty like mm-hmm. minimal, pretty like the atmosphere reads serious is what I'm getting. Yeah, at. everybody and, just in black. <laughs> yeah, everybody's in black, and you're like whispering because you don't want to like draw attention 
mention anything and then like everybody's crying and so it really does feel like the environment is like sulky like 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 i don't know like you're depressed i don't because you are and i mean you know it's it's just kind of that's already like if that's the environment you're coming into for a funeral that's that's the outcome you're gonna get from people you're not gonna Mm -hmm. be out celebrating so i I thought i don't know that's what the expectation i had in my mind going to mexico to my grandpa's funeral but Mm -hmm. it was not and i and i think part of it too i i was kind of excited to get back and share with everybody like hey my culture does this or like you know this is (laughs) Mm -hmm. this is how we do that and and so it made it less scary or less like i guess depressing um obviously you're sad someone passed away but it was like it was cool i thought i walked away feeling good i guess yeah i think that's what it is that has to be normalized that death is just a part of life you know like it's you know like 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 i understand no, no matter what whether you died by accident or old age you know like it's People are going to be sad, but, you know, like, especially, you know, if you know they lived a good life, you know, like, you could be sad, but you also got to realize, you know, like, you know, it was their time, you know, like, they lived a good, a good long life, and now it's time, you know, for you to continue their memory, you know, like. Yeah, I love that. Um, Let me ask you all this. Have you all had conversations yet with, or is it taboo to have conversations with your family members about how, especially parents, you know, have you talked about how they would like to go? Is that something you've even breached yet? Where are you all at with that? Um, Oh yeah, I've, I've talked to, like when my grandparents all passed away, because my father has like a bunch of sisters and brothers, so it, it all landed on them to pay for the funeral costs. It, it pretty much the whole family, you know, like, so yeah. when that happened, my parents were like, nah, like we're not, this is not gonna, ha- I'm not gonna put this burden on you and your brother, you know, like, so they started to, you know, they decided, you know, we want to get cremated. We don't want to get buried. You know, they already paid for their niche at the mausoleum. So they're set. So the only thing we have to pay for is, I guess, like the funeral. You know, like it's, so the it's, service, yeah. yeah, the service, you know, like, so the, and, and my mom always jokes. She always does this. Oh, so when I, when I go in a couple of years, I'm like, shut up, mom. I'm like, he's <laughs> <laughs> like, you and your son, you and your brother don't have to worry about it. And we're like, shut up, mom. Damn. Yeah. Like, you always got to talk about that. But like, you know, it's, it's gotten normalized, you know, like with, with them, like it was no problem. And I try to tell that to my other uncles and aunts and they're like no no we're not talking about that no you, how dare you bring that up you trying to kill me i was like no I was like, relax I'm like i'm like, 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 like you and my cousin to pay for your whole thing I'm like you gotta be smart you know like yeah. you know it's it's just you know it's things you know like especially you know families of color we don't think about you know like it's not something you save up for you know like it's you save up for a car for a house so this i, I want to save up for my funeral hell no i don't want to think about that you know like, it's like you know, it's, but yeah, man, it's, and they're good. And I'm, I'm going to do the same thing. Cause when I have kids, hopefully like, I don't want them to pay for me either. Like, and plus yeah. two, especially, you know, we see of our brothers pass or anybody like, like, I hate to see a GoFundMe for them. You know, like it's, it yeah. sucks. Cause it's, you know, we're not, we're not aware of the, of the resources that there are or, or the, yeah. the arrange, arranges we can make. Like there's life insurance, there's death insurance. You know, it's, we don't do that. Yeah, you know, then, that's true. yeah man. And plus two, like it's, um, you can't always, you know, rely on GoFundMe and like, I get it, but like, you know, if if you want to help and donate, but you shouldn't have to rely on other people to help bury, you know, your loved ones. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody has money. You know, like you know, so that's it's true. Stuff. And and I was reading too recently that funerals now, like with all the combined expenses, could be upwards of ten thousand dollars. So if so, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. let's all pause for a second for ten thousand dollars. <laughs> um, but like thinking about that, it's like when someone passes away, you need to get that money quick because you mm-hmm. need to, you know, the body starts to decompose. And there's costs to like keep preserve the body while you're figuring out what's happening next. And then they got to prepare the body. Then you got to buy.
why the casket and people were even talking about how some people equate how much you love your family member to how expensive a casket is where like yeah. it doesn't matter because they're i mean they're, they're gonna be late to rest like that exactly. but people judge on that and certain people have this idea that i need to get them the best because yeah. you know, they're, i'm putting them and that makes sense i get that and then renting a, a place i mean it's insane and then to think about like that you need to make all those decisions if you haven't planned for it yet then that's another thing on top of like dealing with mm -hmm. how heartbroken you are that you just lost your, your family member whoever it is you know a loved one it, it's sad yeah it's, it's like oh uh, my flower arrangements were bigger than yours you know like i love my yeah. grandma more and i'm like come on like it's you know, at the end of the day, and the sad part too is too is like whenever like things like this happen, you see unfortunately the true colors of like who steps up and helps the fan. Yeah. You know, it's always the same group of people, the same cousins, the same this, and then the other ones. Like, oh, I don't have money. I'm like, oh, you never have money. I'm like, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> but it's yeah. like, but it, it's sad, but it's true. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, it was like I, I had, uh, I know, I love my cousin and everything, but like in my family, I'm like the one that always has to. It's just like in the fraternity, like, oh, I got you. I'll start to go fund me. I'll do this. Same thing with my family. I'm like, you know, yo, I need you guys to help me out with the headstone because our our parents already paid enough. You know, like it's yeah, it's, it's our turn. You know, like we're the older ones now. You know. Like, yeah, but it's, it's a lot of factors, man. There yeah, is. and I know for like, so for like my tribe, um, our our tribal like social services offers caskets and stuff for tribal members, and um, I don't I don't think we have to pay for uh, like the place to bury somebody because usually it's buried on like a, in a tribal cemetery or either at like a church that the person went to or something. But I know for us, it's a little bit. I think they try to do they try to make it as easy as possible to to bury someone because our yeah. our social services offers that that service to tribal members where you can get a tribal uh casket and then you could even get like i even think there's even some type of assistance that comes with it but mm -hmm. it's a little bit different for 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 my people because we we have a thing where we believe to get our loved one in and out you know that we get it all done in like three days mm -hmm. so it's like it's like a just like a traditional thing where they want them in and out and and stuff like that so it's, it's different for us where i don't think finances are a huge a huge um issue but yeah. i can see where they could be a big issue for some who aren't of the tribe because like, we obviously have you know descendants who who aren't enrolled and stuff like that where it could be pretty tricky and but um yeah have, my, have you talked to your parents about about like what they want yeah kind of i mean my mom my mom is pretty like religious so i think she would want like a you know like a christian service where my dad is more kind of traditional way of living or thinking and so he wants to go in like the way we do stuff like the traditional way like in the longhouse and stuff like that um definitely got to get up on like like <laughs> traditions though because i'm like oh, i'm gonna be there not looking like i know what i'm doing <laughs> hold on. Yeah. Daniel's gonna have a chichi hold on hold on yeah yeah well even like even with when um like in our traditional way of a belief um when someone passes away you usually kind of put everything away for a year so like a picture or you, you know you don't mention their name you kind of want them in that first year of their of their like kind of spiritual crossing to make sure they make it so you don't say their name because i think like they say like crying or things like that is kind of keeping the the mm. spirit here. So we want, we, so usually um, some people will do like a memorial at the one year and then they do like a giveaway and stuff like that. So it's like another big celebration a year later. And um, it's kind of, um, some some of the stuff, it's a little, it's a little like strict in a way, you know? So I don't, mm. I don't know how I'll, I'll be prepared when the time comes, <laughs> but. He's like, I'm gonna need a crash course. Like I'm gonna need yeah. a. <laughs> 
I'm like, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need like one of those, like, is there like one of those books for dummies or something? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, uh, hope I have a, po- a PowerPoint. Uh, yeah, yeah. Video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was gonna share that I, um, my mom has brought up before that she would like to be cremated, but I think she's coming from that point of view that she doesn't want to give like us like you know extra like expenses because she knows that could be expensive. Um, and so I always wonder if like what she would really want, you know. But I guess those are conversations that like I definitely do want to have. It's just it is kind of sad to start talking about it now because it, I'm one of those people of the mindset where like if you speak on something you're kind of like bringing it or calling mm-hmm. it yeah. and so I'm like I, I don't want to call that um, now but it's like important to just at least be respectful of like what your parents do want to right. um, exactly in terms of a service I I do have to think about that yeah um, but but now that we did talk about that um is there anything um and, and we've already kind of mentioned a little bit is there anything that you guys would absolutely want at your funeral like something that you're just putting your foot down I would absolutely want this be done at my at my funeral definitely the roast that's that's a must <laughs> like <laughs> I'm gonna, like I'll be upset <laughs> in the like, like I'm gonna haunt all my all my friends who don't do that no that's right well, <laughs> whether, I'm cre- whether I'm cremated or or, or whatever no I probably I don't know I, don't, I haven't decided yet but I'll get up like Undertaker, like, <laughs> like, like you know what I'm leaving. <laughs> like, your, your name would switch from Sleepy to Spooky. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. Yeah, man. Cause it, it's funny you said because like my grandma, my maternal grandma, she wanted to be creamy. She's like, yo, I don't want to get buried because Argentina back in the day, like they just bury you. They don't embalm you. They don't do anything. She's like, oh no, I don't want worms eating me. I'm like, I don't oh, want yeah. nothing. <laughs> I don't want. Uh, she was like, I want to be cremated. She that was always her fear. Or her life it's like i don't want to be cremated and i don't know i forgot what it was it's weird like sometimes i forgot if you did something they bury you like vertically or something i don't know no. she said jim mentioned something i'm like i was like i was like oh, I, I i can see why i'm like you don't want to do that i was like i, I got you grandma don't worry I was like, <laughs> not on my watch grandma we got you. <laughs> yeah, man. um i think for me what I would absolutely want is kind of like exactly what my grandpa had. So now that like I I experienced it and I was there and I was there doing that, like having just a good time remembering him, I think that would be one of the coolest ways to kind of be sent off, like just in a fun, like eating, drinking and houdiniing my shot. No, I mean, don't houdini anything. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, like let's let's have a good time and let's 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 send me off that way. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, man. Well, yeah. I, I heard a bunch of houdini. Yeah. <laughs> at, at, at your service, if I'm still alive, I'll just be like, Whoosh. what for Javi? Yeah. It's okay, Javi. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Like, not on my watch, Javi. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. I think for me, the one thing that I would want my services probably not be like, um, like I wouldn't want my services to probably be in a church or religious, you know, I think I'm, I'm more of a kind of a spiritual person and stuff. So I think, but I would, um, yeah, I, I feel like I definitely would want it to be a celebration, you know, put up your crazy, tell the craziest stories or, uh, maybe no Snapchat memories though. Don't put <laughs> Snapchat <laughs> memories on there, but just some, some, you know, funny stories definitely. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think a uh, yeah. round of shots of tequila would be like a go-to because everyone knows yeah. like, oh, they know like I like tequila side. Yeah. Be like P- a thing. To play all the brown style outtakes. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. You get, yeah, you we, can play all play all the things where that would have got me canceled. Just kidding. Yeah, man. One thing I'm trying to do is because my grandma, her birthday's August 14th, and and like we touched upon, like it's just like Daniel said, like whenever that main person passes away, like the family doesn't get together like they used to anymore. You know, like, like everybody used to go to her house, to the parties. But when that happened, everybody pretty much like drifted apart. You know, like it's like this clan went in here, this clan went over there, this clan went over there. I'm like, and it sucks. So I decided I was going to do it two years ago, but then our friend COVID happened. So I couldn't do it. So I was like, I want to do a barbecue on my grandma's birthday or at least on that weekend. And then have it every week, every year. So then to bring the whole family back together, because that's something that she would want. Because we mentioned in her funeral, like we know that she was the glue. And no matter what, even even in her death, she brought us all together mm-hmm. you know like she always did so that's another wish i would do like on my birthday you guys better have a freaking barbecue you <laughs> know like I mean, <laughs> turn up have fun do whatever and roast me again yeah <laughs> like, that right. sounds good um i'm gonna mm-hmm. taking some notes here for mine too sleepy sharing is caring all right so now that we've had that discussion i think that's a good little segue into our shades of brown shady questions <laughs> Light, light and, mood up a little so shades of brown um shady questions goes as follows sleep i know you're you're uh you're listening since the beginning but for those mm-hmm. not listening this is how the game is played so we are going to um ask three questions and the three of us will have to answer two and we can skip one and let's go you guys ready yeah sure yeah all right question number one if you had a stinky smelly friend <laughs> would you let them know and how uh when was the last time you sent a risky text or dm mm-hmm. see your your gears grind in here um, and have you ever accidentally texted someone uh, you were talking about smack about um, and then what happened? So you were talking smack about them and you sent that message to them. What happened? Who wants to go first? Uh, I guess I'll go. I'm answer the third one first. Um, I know this. I did send. There was one time I think uh, we were trying to plan a trip, right? And this one guy wanted to go, but uh, he was very. I say he when he gets lost in the sauce, he gets too. He's out of control. <laughs> So, so one of my friends was asking me like, yo, so what's up with this guy? Like, what do you know about this guy? So at the same time, I thought I was talking to him and responding to him, but subconsciously I texted the person I was talking about. I was like, yo, bro, this guy's wild. He acts up when he get when he gets drunk, he just, bro, he's, he's done crazy stuff. I'm like, and then the guy was like, wow, that's how you feel. <laughs> Thanks man. And I was like, oh shit. Yo, and I felt, and I felt so bad that I started hitting up different friends like, yo, no, I did it to this guy. He's like, bro, you just told the truth, man. Don't get mad. Don't, don't be upset. I'm like, I would have done the same thing. I would have told him to his face. Like, yeah. And I was like, damn, bro. And and, and that's almost gotten me in trouble many times too. Like, oh, thank God I never hit send again. No. I'm like, I'm like, oh, shh, shh. I'm like, yeah, but I get. And I guess the second question, risky test. Last okay, time, yeah. Risky text. Yeah, DM. Damn. Well, because you're in a committed relationship right now, right? No, no, no I'm single. Oh, oh, you're single. Okay, sorry. Uh, no, I, I know because since I have so many Instagrams, I remember one time I sent something to somebody and I forgot I was uh, I don't know if I was either on a chapter Instagram. Thank God not my work Instagram. <laughs> like, uh, and I forgot what I said, but I was like, oh shit! Thank God there was an unsent button. Oh yeah, and, Instagram. Oh, and, and they were like. Like, what was that? I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, what did you say? I'm like, I didn't say anything. Who is this? Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> that's kind of like, <laughs> that's funny. 
Yeah, well, no, like, oh. Instagram, I, I like that Instagram allows that option to unsend. Yeah, sometimes. you can't do that. Yeah, if you do a if you do a drunk text, forget it. You like you yeah. can't unsend that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, buddy, and I, well, that was kind of combo of the last two questions. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it. I guess uh, for me, if I had a stinky friend, would I let them know? <laughs> uh, I probably would. I'd probably just pull them aside, like, hey, clean up or something you know i don't know I would, probably, I would probably try to help them out uh any way i could um when was the last time i sent a risky text right or when was the last time or have i or yeah. when when oh, yeah. when what happened um the last time i sent well i feel like sometimes a risky text could be also like just a little emotion or the little um what do you call it? emoji, oh, you, oh, emoji yeah. you can send like yeah, an emoji yeah. like if you see a story you just send like the hard eyes or the, <laughs> the, the fire or something you know yeah. Oops. Uh, like oh whoops, i didn't mean to send that but you look you look good you know yeah. um i think the last time i sent a risky like something like that was uh like two weekends ago um i was no i was uh i was you know i had one too many uh tequila and squirts and i was going <laughs> seeing the store i was like oh and then but thankfully like this person has been someone that i've like hit up a couple times so it's not weird no more it's kind of like oh thanks it's thanks you know <laughs> I, appreciate it. I know yeah. so, so some people take it wrong like why you Give me a heart emoji. <laughs> like, yeah. like, whoa, 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 whoa relax. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, have I ever accidentally texted someone that was talking crap about? No, I haven't done that. But there was a situation where at work, um, a coworker and I, we were live on the radio and we forgot to turn our mics off and we just were talking crap about someone that we were just talking to on the radio. <laughs> like my coworker was the one that kind of said crazier stuff and I was like, oh crap, our mics are still on. And so I turned our mics off and I don't know if anyone heard it, but um, that was a time we're like, oh shoot, like we were just talking to this person and then after you hung up, like i can't freaking stand that person you know it was like so funny but um so i don't know if they ever heard anything or not but yeah those those are my answers um so for me this is kind of fun that we have like our first guest ever like actually play into these because usually it's dan and i and man, some of the questions daniel comes up with sometimes i'm sweating for sure but um so if you had a stinky smelly friend um would you let them know and how absolutely yes i would do the daniel thing be like hey you stink <laughs> You know, like, um, I would suggest something crazy, like, hey, why don't we just, like, wear deodorant right now? Like, just, we're bored. Let's get to the um, I'm always on the mindset that, like, for friends, you absolutely got to tell them so they don't look bad because, you know, that's what you would expect from them. So I would definitely, like, text or, like, hey, man, did you did you forget deodorant today? Or, you know, where we have deodorant? Like, you know, here, hey, here's you'd a, be like, You'd be like, here, here. I think you want one. Want one? He's, all, he's all, hey, here, have a breath mint. <laughs> um but then when was the last time you sent a risky risky text or dm um so i i shared that i like hate rejection so i'm not gonna be the first <laughs> one to do that to share that but i there was this time where um a co-worker and i were um having uh we were talking and asked me a question and i texted back right away and i said hey give me a sec but it said give me a sext i actually <laughs> sent it to sex. Oh. and i remember feeling like super embarrassed and mortified like <laughs> oh my god and i messaged back and i'm like oh i'm so sorry that was like and it's out of character for 
me to do anything like that so they like Is they it? understood but they yes <laughs> <laughs> so i was like i am so so sorry i didn't meet in there like it's not, you know they laughed and they're like Duh. like i was like i'm so sorry that was out of spell or out of correct or whatever um, but i remember like like you know like losing my crap for, i was sweating it for a second um, and then have you ever actually texted someone i have um i have done that so i've been known to like screenshot conversations and then like send it somebody you know like because you're like oh this is what happened you know especially with like dan i daniel i do that with you sometimes like oh check this out <laughs> like this is this is what happened. um but yeah when i accidentally send it to somebody i'm like oh weird like a screenshot i took just accidentally you know you play dumb <laughs> you, just, you just yeah so hey, i'm like, like, not say words i just like send a screenshot and then you can kind of just play that off a little bit so yeah, I, I've learned over the years not to drunk text. I don't even look at it. I was like, nope, nope, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm still trying to learn. I was like, hey. To... <laughs> hey, like, hey, long time no chat. What's going on? At uh, two in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I know. Trying to send that. Hey, you up? <laughs> uh, but 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 it's just, this is consensual. Like you guys are like once you get your message, well, yeah. you're like you're good. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. Not we're not perverts over here. For listeners, um, we we not perverts. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so this is actually a good time then for us to prove the kind of people we are and <laughs> shout out some of these awesome businesses and organizations. Oh, yeah. That keep doing great work. So for our shades of brown business Latinx and Indigenous business spotlight, who would you all like to spotlight? I definitely would spotlight um there's one brother he owns a it's a restaurant. It's like they serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's called the spot, you know, because it's you know it's they he said he always it always hits the spot. <laughs> you know, oh, like the spot, oh, okay. And the great thing about it is right across the high school. And it's he went to that high school, it's, it's in our town in West New York. So and actually the the restaurant's colors are black and orange also. Just like the school colors, and he does a lot of like philanthropy for the school. Like he's like, if you bring your re- if you bring your your report card, you get ten percent off of like food. You know, like it's, and he's always raised. He's always um. His name is Felix uh, Cesario. Yeah. He's face fall. He's from uh, our Ada chapter, which is Rutgers NGIT, and New Jersey Institute of Technology. And he's always giving back. You know, like he he actually has another location in Union City. You know, and it, the food is good. It's like burgers, platters. They actually actually make our chata too. You know, like they make a bunch of stuff. And like it's really good. He's always they're always getting creative. It's him and his his boy that he grew up with. So I'm always going there. And I'm always like I always believe like just like you guys are doing. Like you know, just how in a fraternity we keep our money brown and always supporting our brothers' businesses. Definitely, we always got to help out our fellow you know our fellow people. You know, like it's yeah, absolutely. Um, sleepy, I have a question. What kind of horchata do they offer there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't even know. I, I'm not familiar with our chat. I don't even know. So I, what I'm getting at is, what is, his, what is his nationality? Who? His? Yeah. Well, he's, I think, uh, what is it? He's, I think he's, he's Colombian, Ecuadorian. Oh, you know, like, so I mean, Ecuadorian he just, yeah, it's because I, there's a lot of Central American population around town so okay, you know it would be a awesome. big hit yeah so like so he was like yeah and like i'm definitely he's like it's gonna be a winner and it was at first i was like like horchata I'm like that's like random i'm like how you go from pepsi to horchata i'm like i was like <laughs> i was like all right that works i i bring that up because uh daniel and i went to a el salvadorian <laughs> restaurant called they just pupusas here in caldwell and on the menu it said uh salvadorian horchata and obviously we've been to a lot of mexican restaurants so you know just call it horchata but uh Daniel 
Daniel, we were getting the order and our server is asking him what he wants. And he says, oh, yeah, can I get some Salvadorian horchata? And the guy was like, <laughs> you just mean horchata? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Salvadorian horchata. Yeah. From El Salvador. Was, yeah. I, I busted out laughing. Uh, and Daniel was like, well, that's what it says here. And the guy on looked the all menu, offended. Yeah, on that, the menu. Yeah, looked, he looked all offended <laughs> that he had said that. It was all funny. Um, so how can people uh, follow him? Like if we're, because now Daniel and I, when we go to West Newark, we got to go stop no, by the spot. No. Yeah, how do we find him? Is he on oh, socials? You know, or... Yeah, um, his, his uh, Instagram is the spot underscore mixed grill. Okay. You know, on Instagram. So like he mostly uses Instagram. He's on Facebook, but Instagram is where he's at. You know, like it's, it's yeah. mostly. So, yeah. so it's in West New York, New Jersey or Union City, New Jersey. And the, the good things about it, both locations are right by schools. schools. So his main, you know, his main revenue is kids coming through. That's, you know, like. That's awesome. Definitely. That's awesome. Um, I will jump in next then to highlight another one of our Latinx businesses. And uh, the one I'm going to hire is, is a business, but it's considered more of a nonprofit. Um, and it happens to be called Poder of Idaho. So Poder of Idaho uh, works to defend and support Latino, undocumented, and documented communities through Idaho through actions, events, and various campaigns on economic justice, social justice, and education. Poder of Idaho strives to keep our communities informed. And the executive director of this um, of Poder is one of my college friends, Estefania Mondragon. So um, some of the cool things that they've done is they've had some campaigns on Manejar Sin Miedo where they seek to inform undocumented people of their rights, but also they're lobbying to provide um, driver's license for people um, that, that, you know, don't have the documentation that is required currently. Um, and then um, one of the newer events, because we, we are getting her to come in for our Women's History Month event here on my campus, um, and they have an event called Sana Hermana, where they've been able to connect with um, women that are farm workers to talk about their experience and dealing with, like, that and also like you know other issues that they face that have to deal with like machismo and things like that so i'm pretty excited to to see some of that and anytime you see poder around you just know that they're there to help and uplift the community and i just say i couldn't be prouder of knowing somebody who's executive director for this organization so i just want to give them um that spotlight and that shout out you can follow them on poderofidaho.org or find them on instagram poder underscore idaho nice nice yeah yeah they actually um and not so long ago, they passed that undocumented uh, can, can get uh, licenses here. So that was great. That was a really big oh, move. That's, awesome. that's super awesome to hear. Yeah, and I think, too, it's just important to highlight organizations like that, especially in Idaho, because we're this state is super, like, backwards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, yes, it's a little, are. it's a little, yeah, it's, it's definitely needed in the in these parts so that's that's super cool um my business shout out goes to native love notes and they are from the i hope i say this right i'm not from canada so i don't know but i'm <laughs> gonna try they're from the oposquiat cree nation in canada it is a native owned like sticker business but they also have different like patches like you can iron on or different uh other cool graphics you can get but they have a lot of cool different um sayings that are kind of you know Relatable to like people who grew up on the res or other indigenous people. So the Native Love Notes, you can find them on Instagram at just Native Love Notes or on their website at nativelovenotes.com. So shout out to 
shout out to them. Yeah. And, you know, this concludes our episode. This marks our very first guest. So we're really excited that you were here. Definitely was an honor. It was an honor, guys. It's definitely. You, you, you always remember your first. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, Sleepy, I just want to give you an open invitation to come back anytime you want. Sure. To. You know, we would love to have you. It's been so much fun. And, you know, thank you also for the love and support you have shown us, um, you know, through our through our inception starting out and i know you've been uh, sharing and giving us cool comments and compliments so i want to say that means a lot and you know we're out here just trying our mm-hmm. best learning as yeah, we go along gotcha, man. <laughs> just trying to have fun is, man. get yeah, the message oh, always bro always gotta support you man and definitely you know i, I did not definitely put you guys on my guest list on my roast yeah. <laughs> in the years to come. <laughs> yeah. i'm like sponsored by brown yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, definitely, definitely cuts the That means thank you. My language cuts the mm-hmm. for your time. means a lot. I know we have all different hour differences where we're at. So <laughs> thanks thanks for being, you know, flexible with time and stuff like gotcha, that. Gotcha, man. Yeah. Anytime. And man. Um, before we head out, I do want to say Daniel pulled some numbers and we have passed our 1,500 download. Uh, to everybody nice. listening, thank you so much for the support. Yes. Congrats, I do think congrats. we also, yeah, and I also think we even got some more countries, right? Daniel? Wasn't yeah, it? I think like Argentina, Chile, oh, and um... your people, your people. Oh shit! Damn. <laughs> they listen to it. Uh, uh, yeah, I called them a favor. Um, anyways, thank you so much, everybody, for staying, um, for listening in, for tuning in. Uh, make sure to keep following us. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Brown Sound Podcast. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Until next time. Adios. Have a good one. Peace. That's see ya. Disclaimer. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and hosts only. Cut CIO for listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We had a blast with y'all today. Make sure to tune in next time. To follow us more closely, check us out on Instagram at the Brown Sound Podcast. For partnership opportunities or to get a hold of us, email us at brownsoundpodcast208 at gmail.com.